0: doing? Doing all right? Why don't you turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I love what the worship team brought this morning. Grant got in a vein talking about uh, being uncomfortable. You'll see where that pertains. He and I didn't get a chance to uh, collaborate this morning at all, but he, he got into something that I've been struggling with my own heart and life and I want to try to bring forth for you this next week or two. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Paul compares the Christian life to an endurance race. He starts out by saying, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us, as King James or ensnares us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, you are the object of why he ran the race that he ran and why he endured the cross. You're the joy that was set before him. And uh, so he endured incredible hardships for you. But he doesn't make a a kind of cozy, comfortable Christianity. Paul's writing is saying there's something for you to endure. There's something for you to, to go through. And uh he doesn't make it easy he He makes it sound like it's an enduring an endurance race. It's a challenge and i I find that if if we're not challenged, we really don't go anywhere. We really don't accomplish very much. It's got to be a bit of a challenge for us, and God knows that so hes he talks about running this race with endurance. You're in a race, whether you know it or not. Some people just want to sit on the curb sit it out, just kind of let it all, let time go past. But if you want to feel fulfilled and you see it as a as a race, you really are in a race. And it's a race with of endurance. He says here in verse one, he says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. There's things that are trying to wreck your race, things that are trying to hold you back. And uh, we know sin, and, and we know that throws us off, that kind of wrecks our race. But he talks about weights, and uh, there are weights that encumber us, tangle our feet, weigh us down, mental weights uh, that can really make the running this race difficult. And uh, the issues of sin are so obvious that you know the things that are trying to hold you back, the sins that are trying to hold you back. But let's talk this morning a little bit about the weights that are trying to hold us back. I woke up Christmas Eve about 3.30 in the morning and was wide awake and what was on my mind as soon as you wake up, you know, there's stuff right on the surface that I was thinking about. And I, I was instantly weighed down with a relationship that's kind of going south. It's not completely broken, but it's headed in the wrong direction. This relationship is one that's important to me. It's valuable to me, and all of us. All of us, when we go through Christmas time, it's one of those things we try to talk about joy and and uh, you know love and present giving and all that. But for a lot of people, it's a minefield of broken relationships and having to face family and strained relationships with our families. And uh, uh, I talked to. Uh, someone who's one that commits suicide at Christmas time has a plan to commit suicide just because the, the pain of all the all the stuff that we go through and thinking that the only way out really is just to kind of take their life this is a teenager just want to end it kind of a way to maybe get even with the people that hurt hurt them and we all go through stuff at Christmas time that's, that's hard and uh I wake up in the middle of the night, 3.30 in the morning with a relationship issue on my mind that was uh, so heavy. It just hit my heart, made my heart sag. So all I could do is get up, go downstairs and sit on the couch and begin to, to talk it over with Jesus. Because it's one of those relationship issues that, you know, that person felt I was rejecting them. I picked up on their rejection and thought they were rejecting me, so I was giving off a sense of rejecting them back and they were taking that as first strike and it just spirals, it becomes like this Israeli-Palestinian little relationship spiral down that somebody has to stop. Somebody has to say no more. This can't someone has to break that pattern. And uh that's me. I'm the one that's weighed down by it. It's funny when you're running this race, there's stuff that weighs us down. I don't know if you've ever followed the whole thing with Tiger Woods where he's like the best golfer in the world. Then all of a sudden stuff happens in his head and he can't play golf for anything. I mean, can't, can't win, can't, all his whole pattern of life just went down the tubes. Relationships, addictions, all kinds of things happen. And, uh, and that happens in our race as well. It happens in our heads as well. As I sat on the couch and began praying, asking the Lord to help me, help me to figure out a way to break this pattern, to get rid of this thing, to how to, how to jettison it overboard, how to get it out out of my life, I was surprised that another relationship issue came to my mind. And again, it's rejection. It's it's a, a we don't talk anymore because of something that happened and. And then rejection gets in the midst of it where they feel like uh, it's not worth pursuing our friendship anymore. And so uh, I pick up on that. And so I, I send the message somehow with my absence or my uh, withholding my heart that spells rejection to them. And next thing you know, you got rejection. Rejection begets Rejection you can tell when your relationships are going wrong is when you've had a friendship with someone, you've had a relationship with someone and now you don't want to bother, you don't want to do anything more with them, you don't want to spend time, you don't want to send them a Christmas card. Your Christmas card list is very telling about our relationships because there's people who say, I'm not going to send them a card this year. Oh, well, they didn't send me one and, and next thing you know aha, you got weights. You got something that's holding your heart back. From really going forward with all your strength and with all your might, and I—I'm I, a person. I go through all the same stuff that you go through, and it happens—happens happens throughout the year. But there's something about Christmas time, and there's certainly something about New Year's where we're starting. There's this longing in every heart in this room, I'm sure. They want a fresh beginning. And we see New Year's as kind of a new beginning, Let, out with the old, get, get rid of the past, and, and let's go forward. And before us is this unbroken field of virgin snow with no tracks and nothing marring it. And we just want to go forward into something fresh and something new. Well, there's stuff that's holding us back. There's things that encumber us, relationships, weights. Weights—the weights of rejection, the weights of our reputation, the rapes—the the weights of what other people think about us—can really cause your heart to sag, and so you don't run full tilt. You don't run with the same kind of freedom. It's kind of a hesitation. And so, as I sat on the couch, I went through one, two, three, four. All of a sudden, I found myself praying, and I realized. And I keep—I think I do pretty good at keeping a short list. But I was surprised at how many, how many uh, relationships where I don't want to put out the effort anymore because I don't feel they're putting out the effort, and I'm not going to see them. And and so what I end up doing, and, and I, I, as I started down this road this Christmas, I realized, well, this is about the third Christmas in the row where I've really made an effort to write notes to people that I'm no longer walking with, and, and uh, endearing notes, love trying to find that vein of love where I can say the truth to them and really s- communicate something of love. And I won. I, I, I won. I, I, I woke up the next morning. and went back to sleep. Woke up the next morning lighter. Lighter. A little more freedom in my step. I just felt freer in my head. I I noticed my laugh was freer. I laugh anyway, but sometimes I can hear a laugh that's got a cynical edge to it or sarcastic edge to it. But I found a little more freedom, so much so that I went through my day and I just said, Lord, if there's anybody else that you want me to see your call or write to, and he brought, very graciously brought things to my mind. Some of it was so old it had moss on it, stuff that I hadn't even thought about in years. And and yet I thought, I want the freedom. I want the freedom to fly. I want the freedom to go. I want the freedom to go forward. I want to I wanna go unencumbered into this new year with as much freedom as possible. I don't know if you remember this, but a very strong memory for me. I remember... I remember reaching a certain part of of March where I could take off my old winter boots, big old clogging heavy winter boots, and I could put on my sneakers for the first time after a couple months of winter. And I felt like I could run like the wind. I could run to school. I feel the, the grit of the sand from sanding the streets and sidewalks under my, noose, under my sneakers. You know, I just felt light from having carried all the, the weight of those big, heavy muckalucks all winter long. I want that for my soul. I want that for, on the inside of me. I want to go forward into something fresh and something new. And something has to decide. Now, this is where resolution comes in. Somebody has to decide, and it's not God. It's me. Somebody has to decide, okay, I'm going to draw a line here. Even if it's an artificial line of, of January 1st or Christmas Eve or whatever it is, you draw a line, you say, I want to, I want to start from now I want to start from now. That's why gym memberships and all kinds of things go up this time of year as people are trying to resolve to do a better them, to get rid of get rid of the extra weight, and and to start fresh. And there's all these resolutions that happen right about now. Well, it was happening for me around Christmas time of of resolving that I'm not gonna. And I remember deciding, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that's initiating. Uh, communication of god's love and and so i did it i went to homes i went to places sat down at tables uh made phone calls walked with people wrote notes wrote a lot of notes just to communicate god's love to set me free Uh, obviously it will work to set them free, and I, I got some lovely notes back. Some, some of it reciprocated, see, because as, just as rejection begets rejection, acceptance begets acceptance. It's, to get a note from someone that you're not expecting that says, hey, I just want to tell you that I love you, grateful for all the years of friendship, and I just want to say that I'm wishing you the best, nothing but the best for 2020. It sets things in motion. It actually frees up other hearts who are in the same kind of race that I'm in let's go to philippians chapter 3 and this is slightly out of context from what paul was intending but i think it fits and i think i think this is this is allowed paul's writing about his list of things that he was shooting for you think about a man who's been everywhere and done everything uh, went into Gentile land by himself practically and started started Christianity in a place that had never existed before. Pretty remarkable life that Paul led. And um, uh, there are people who He's writing to here, who kind of set themselves up. they add things to Christianity that weren't necessary things like circumcision if you, unless you're circumcised, you can't go to heaven, that kind of thing so he he writes to them and he lists here he says you know he says i've there are people who have confidence in the flesh, and if i if anyone has, should have confidence in the flesh, it should be me. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Mennonite of Mennonites, uh, a Pharisee, you know uh I really." In the natural, really attained a whole lot. He said, "But really, when it come down to it, I found out that it was it was worthless. It was it was it was empty." He said, "I found out that the only thing that really mattered in life was finding Jesus and gaining gaining Jesus, gaining His approval." Verse seven, verse eight. He says, "Yet uh, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence." of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. And these, the knowledge is not head knowledge. It's it's knowledge by experience. He experienced Jesus. He experienced Jesus, and it was a game changer. And it's not a one-time thing. It's something that you can happen again and again and again. I want to experience Jesus again, don't you? He said, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. And and gaining Christ is a lifetime pursuit. It's not a one-time thing. I'm I'm trying to win Jesus. He's trying to win me. It's a wonderful race in that sense. I want to gain Jesus. I want to gain Christ. And there's things that kind of wreck that or mar that or distract me from that. Those things need to be thrown overboard. In verse 9 and 10, he kind of does something here without stating it. He's actually listing his goals, his pursuits for life. Listen to some of the things. We're going to come back and major on this at some other point. But he says, I want to be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which comes from doing, 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 doing everything right from the law. But I want that right. I want to be right with God by faith. Faith in Christ and his righteousness. Verse 10, I want to know him. I want to know him. This is Paul writing his list of things he's shooting for. And here he is at the end of his life. This is written, you know, within about a year of his death. And he's saying, I want to know him. I want to know him. There's something more to know. The more you know, the more you have to know. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know. You need to know more. Again, not in our heads, but at a heart level. He said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. This is what Grant was praying today. I want to know the fellowship of his sufferings. Uh, Let's decide. Uh, This whole idea of carving out some kind of cozy, comfortable, safe Christianity has has actually hurts us more than we can possibly realize. And going back to the cross, going back to suffering, going back to where forgiveness came for me and for me to be able to extend to other people. That's that's serious Christianity. He said, I want to know the power of his resurrection. There's something in the experience of life yet that we haven't experienced. The fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. Somebody has to decide this nice, safe Comfortable Christianity actually hurts us more than we realize. It makes it boring. It makes us so that we end up giving our time and our affection to, to lesser things. Verse 11. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. That's what he was shooting for. Look at verse 12. And this is where we're gonna, this is where we're going. Here's Paul. The Apostle Paul whose letters are on the same par as Moses' writings. Not that I've already attained, or I'm already perfected, but I press on. That's writing, that's, that's runner's language. That was Grant's language today. I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. There's something to shoot for. There's still something to reach for. There's something for you to reach for, and it's not here. It's not more stuff. (laughs) If anyone just passed through Christmas, you realize it's not more stuff. It's not more food. It's not more, more presents. It's not more goodies. It's not more gadgets. There's something to press in for. There's something to reach for. He says that I may lay hold of that which for Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. You were bought with a price for something, for a reason. And you have to tap into that. And this is, now listen to what the, the, the determination is Paul's determination. He's resolving. He's saying, no more just coasting, no more just going along with the flow. I need to, I need to make an exertion here, I need to make an effort. Call it a resolution. Call it whatever you will, but it's on you to decide. You can decide, for example, that January is going to be a different month than any other month. That January is going to be a spiritual month. You can decide that you're drawing a line, and if you use January first as a as that marker that says, "From from here, I'm moving forward. I'm I'm doing things that I don't normally do, and I'm stopping doing the things that I normally do." That acts as a weight it's not helping you can decide you can decide you can draw a line see January 1st is is what we here in North America use and I'm not sure where the history when that all started but I just happened to be watching something else related to something else I'm interested in these days and, and I found out that North American Indians used December 20th and in their culture, some of the tribes had December 20th as, a, as a, a line that they drew that says, this is the beginning of a new year. This is the beginning. This is where we stop the patterns of doing what we've been doing and we pull into another gear. We go and we, we exert ourselves for a new year. Have you done that? Are you willing to do that? Are you interested in doing this? I think it's easier if we do it all together, if we go together. And we all decide that there's weights hanging around us, there's stuff tangled around our feet, there's stuff in our heads that has to go. I love what Paul's saying, his honesty here. He says, Brethren, I have not I do not count myself as having apprehended, I haven't arrived. I think when you feel like you've arrived in your Christianity, that's the beginning of the end. There's something to be had. There's something to be tasted. There's something to reach for. There's something you haven't experienced yet. There's hallways of his heart you haven't explored. There's places you can go on God. There's things that he has awaiting you that you can break forth into and come into and get a hold of. But there's weights, those weights those weights may be simple as this that you haven't even forgiven yourself for the dumb mistakes you made in 2019 the the things you bought the things you did the things you said the relationships that went down the tubes and and the 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 direction that you went that you came out empty and it's not a case of sin it's it's it's, it's not even just blatant sin it's just wrong stinking thinking it's, it's things you've done that you wish you hadn't done well who's going to forgive you it's not like you did it to somebody you did it to you I think there's a place at the cross for you where you can go and you can draw forgiveness for you you to forgive you you to say I, I hate what you did I'm embarrassed I'm ashamed at what you did but I forgive you I don't want to bring that into this new year I don't want to bring that into, it's just a weight. It's just holding me back. You're a voice in my head that's holding me back. And from this day forward, I say no to you. From this day forward, all the regret, that weight that I'm carrying, I let it go. And when I've done that, what's happened is it tries to come back, and I have to stop it and say, stop it right at the door and say, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not giving you any more time. I'm not going to let you come and weigh me down. I'm saying no to you. I've received forgiveness. It's funny how there's things that come to my mind that aren't sins. They're not sins from my past. They're just dumb things I've done that I wish I hadn't done. And I realize it just weighs me down; makes my heart heavy. What if we took time these next days and weeks, maybe this month, and just decide, just decide that's not coming into in 2020. That's not come. That's not going to come in and wreck my new year. I have a chance of. I have a chance of a fresh beginning. I have a chance of a do-over. I have a chance of a fresh start to reach forward to really gain some speed in this thing and I'm saying no to stuff from my past I'm saying no to those heavy regrets the shame of it I say no and I've been stuck, sins I know sins I can say Jesus please forgive me Wash me with your blood, cleanse me. I, I know I've got something that I can do with my sins. But these weights, it's a different animal, it's a different kind of thing, and they can stop me just as clear as sin can stop me. I think I have to decide to forgive myself. I have to decide that I'm not going to give that any more airtime in my head. What are your weights? What's holding you back? What would keep you from breaking out and putting on light sneakers and running freely? What are your weights? What do you resent? what do you regret now we're in church now and my sermon's coming to a close I really don't have much more to say What what I hope to do is be able to stand before you this morning and lead you into a time of freedom got a half hour more on the clock of what we normally spend in church why don't we just stop the sermon here why don't you close yourself in You close your eyes right where you're sitting, and if you'll let me, I'll lead you into more freedom. Let's begin with this. Who are you avoiding? Who do you hope you don't see anymore? people that you loved and were loved by. That relationship is just so wrecked. It's such a minefield. Would you forgive them this morning for rejecting you? faces probably came to your mind already and then over the next week or so they'll come one by one what we do is we say I release you I set you free I forgive you for rejecting me Forgive you this day. And the hurt that's in my heart. Jesus, I'm asking you to heal the hurt. there's people that you've rejected and you can tell because it's come out of your mouth when their name come up you said a bunch of nasty things about them you felt like you had to tell something on them something about them would you just ask the lord to forgive you for doing that Lord I went off when I heard their name and I heard something about them I said stuff and I'm asking I'm asking that you cleanse me, that you forgive me. I used to love them, but now I, I can't stand them. And I'm, I'm asking, Lord, that you change my heart. Bring my heart into that vein. Where I can let it go. Flush my heart. Flush my heart with forgiveness. Flush my heart afresh. All the stones, all the barriers, all the sand, all the the build up. I'm asking, flush my heart with forgiveness. It's on your mind. It's on your mind. It's on your mind more than you realize. You wake up in the middle of the night, it's there. You're just doing something you normally do, and it's there. It's a weight. It's hurting you. help me to break this cycle of rejection and rejection the pain of that but it's holding me back I I want a new beginning I don't know how to begin I don't know what to do but I'm asking that you guide me I'm asking that you love me give me the grace grace to write letters Grace to make phone calls. Grace to invite people for coffee. my mind in these next weeks, days and weeks I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to release them from the hurt. I'm going to forgive them the way you forgave Jesus. I want to know you. I want to know the kind of heart that forgave me. I want to experience that same way. Jesus, I want to experience you. I want to experience you more fully. I want to forgive the way you forgive. I want to love the way you love. Help me. Help me. I want a fresh beginning. Five minutes has passed since I started praying, but let's go a little further. Let's spend another few minutes together this morning. Could you forgive you? Forgive you for the, the dumb things that you've done, the things that you just wish you never did. Who else is gonna forgive you? And it's not a sin. It's not something you can ask God to forgive. Father, we declare at the beginning of this new year that we just release ourselves from the things that weigh us down. Regrets. shame. this whole weight gain, I can't tell you how much that's on my mind about me, clothes don't fit properly, and just, I just feel like it's a, a constant, somewhere in the corner of my mind, there's this resentment, this, this anger, and this disappointment, and uh, rejection, self-rejection of me, do you feel the same thing? I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about your weight. No, I, I want to fast. I want to lose weight. I want to get more exercise in. I'm less sedentary. I, I want to do some things to make that right. But at the same time, it's just, this is this kind of like this kind of this weight in my head where it's on my mind all the time. What do you have that's on your mind all the time? Let's go to work at that. What's on your mind all the time? It, for you, it may be loneliness. For you, maybe a lack of romance. It's just always on your mind. For you, maybe that ever elusive level of success that you thought you'd reach by now, and it's just out of reach. You just don't feel successful. You don't feel like you're accomplished enough. For you, it may be that you're reminded every every day of how your memory is not as strong as it used to be and it's just on your mind, even a worry, your mental health. Let's invite Jesus into those areas because they're weights, they're weights, they're heavy. Say, Jesus, you know me. How to resolve these issues for me? I want freedom. I want freedom from those things that are holding me back. Those who just hate your job, you just hate your job. And it's not enough that you can just quit and move, and you can't just do that. Ask the Lord for a solution. Ask Him for something you never thought of before. Say, Jesus, I invite you to come into that area of my heart. It's not sin. But it's a weight. It's not sin, but it's heavy. here this morning are dealing with patterns in our life they're not quite an addiction but it's like something that just keeps happening can't seem to get on top of it, it's not maybe a full-fledged addiction but it's a pattern of a habit that's you just wish wasn't there invite the Lord into that bring it before him, say Jesus could you deal with this I don't know how Saying, Here's my thinking about this. Fasting doesn't move God; it, it makes us focused it, it makes it reminds us that this is worth pressing in for. This is worth going through this trouble for. Why don't you say decide say for, for January I, I want to fast what I normally do, what I watch, what are my habits, my patterns, the food, the diet, the things that I do. I want to break from all of that. And I'm going to go lean, I'm going to go lean, I'm going to go simple. <clears throat> I want to focus on getting free, getting fit, getting strong, getting refocused on the things that really matter. I'm a fast negativity, I'm a fast criticism. Self-criticism or criticism of others. I'm gonna fast, fast the media that just seems to gobble up all my time and my life. What if you declare it? What if you declare it as a kind of a line that says just from January 1st, I want to start a fast. I'm gonna fast the way I think, fast the way I feel, fast the things I feel I need. I'm gonna fast that. I wanna, I wanna. Even if it's painful, I want to say no to some stuff. Make room for some new things. What if we declared a fast from fear, discouragement, negativity? Say I want to make room for new, some new things, things I've never experienced before. You can declare a fast. God will never come to you and grab a hold of your shirt and say, "Hey, you need to fast." He'll, he'll, that's not his style. That's not his way. It would never produce anything. The only way this really works is for you to decide. But if we decide together, it makes it a lot easier. We can go further, faster, easier. But you, you. You'd have to decide. It's, it's something you'd have to make up your mind and say, "I'm, I'm just breaking a pattern. Uh, the, the addiction to my phone, the addiction to my calendar, whatever it is, the tyrants that are holding me back, those, those things that are tangling up my feet. I must say no to those for a season." And it's funny they, they've, they've proven this that just in two weeks of anything you've said no to. Can actually break any habit that we have two weeks of just consistently saying no to it all of a sudden you feel like you're on top of it you feel like you have new freedom, new freedom. The power of saying no the power of fasting is something to explore and so I think if we do it together we'll find it's a lot more fulfilling but anyway you have to decide no one's going to decide I mean, We're not deciding for you, but I'm gonna fast for the month of January. I'm fasting a bunch of things. I wanna get my life back in a different direction, a little more order, leaner, tighter. Stuff in my head, stuff in my heart, stuff in my body. What about you? Father, thank you for your, your sweet spirit in this place today. Thank you for bringing things to our minds. Thank you for working a work. Thank you for beginning something in our hearts and minds today. Jesus, as we leave this place and we go back into our homes, the sense of condemnation, be able to be honest about ourselves, let that stay with us, that we can talk to you about anything that's holding us back. Jesus, give, I pray, each one of us here in this room today, new freedom, freedom to go to different levels. I'm asking this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, you still have 15 minutes on the clock. You're still time to to go home, time to visit with each other. Why don't we stand together? Moms and dads got little ones in the nursery. You need to collect them. Five o'clock tonight. We're just going to get into it, same kind of vein. Just trust the Lord to take us someplace. And Grant's got some things in his heart. I'm not sure exactly where we'll go. That's the part I like about the five o'clock. Is it's not going to be canned and predictable. We're just going to find the current and go with it. If you want to come with us, come at five o'clock. We'll just spend a couple hours before the Lord. One more thing. This. Catlin's uh, in a battle of her life and uh, it's in a legal battle and needs uh, legal support and with that it costs money and we've been posting some things recently on Facebook about her court cases that are pending. and. There's legal costs. If you want to be a blessing to her and say, I'm with you, I believe in the fight that you're in, I'm fighting with you, I'll pray for you, I'll stand with you. If you want to donate anything to her financially for her court cases that are coming up, if you don't know what I'm talking about, probably you're not in that kind of orbit or relationship, it won't matter. Uh, those who know Liz, and know what she's battling, You know what I'm talking about. This is a good season just to be able to give some money to her cause and just say, I'm with you. I'm standing with you. I believe in what you're doing. And um, I'm praying for you. That would mean a lot to her, her family. Amen. God bless you.